Welcome to the DJ P Dog in the Mix podcast, hosted by 18 year industry veteran DJ P Dog. DJ P Dog will share stories and have guests that focus on giving artists the tools needed for a thriving music career and a path to better health. You are now in the mix with DJ P Dog. So I'm starting to show off hot, bro. Starting to show off hot. I'm not coming on here saying welcome anything. There's something on my mind. There's something on my chest that I need to get off my chest, bro. All right? I am genuinely concerned, bro, um, about health. Okay? I've got a lot of friends um, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, whatnot, that follow me, bro. and, And, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends specifically... Um, on the heavier side, those friends who have been suffering with COVID and whatnot. And listen, man, I just want to encourage you guys. Um, listen, start somewhere, bro. You know, I, I know this show um, is about helping artists with their music careers and, and a path to better health. And I really want to harp in on that just for a little bit here at the top of the show. I got a great show for you guys, by the way, but I, I want to really encourage those of you who are struggling with your weight, with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all those things, listen, man, start today with a mindset that you're going to make change. And, and here's the thing, guys. A lot of times we get started in, in these, you know, this health journey and we stop because we don't see the progress quick enough. Well, listen, man, we didn't get to where we were overnight. Okay, so we're not going to get to... A better position overnight either okay so I want to challenge you guys if you're watching this bro and you're struggling listen I was that guy all right I was that guy I'm, I'm down almost 50 pounds the blood pressure is is a lot better cholesterol is a heck of a lot better you know what I'm saying more energy um, and I'm still sticking to my plan my eating regimen my working out and I'm telling you guys it's not easy but it's so beneficial and so necessary um, specifically for my men out there, bro. Like, I know it's hard, it's tough, you know, for us to get into the groove, but listen, man, we got to do it for our communities and for our families, bro. Like, I want you guys to hear my heart right now. Like, I know I come on here and I try to entertain as much as I can, but I really felt the need to just start off just like this, bro. Listen, we got to get this health thing in order, guys. Um, we just have to. Um, you know, I, I know people out here taking this vaccination and, and that's all good and whatever, but the reality of it is if we've got a compromised immune system, how good is that vaccination going to really be against this virus? Our best defense is our God given immune system. And so let's build that up, bro. That means eating right, working out, exercise, drinking lots of water. Um, man, let's just do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. Um, but I, I want to do all I can to get you guys information on this show. Um, I'm having the show notes, the episode I did with my man, Discipline Dave, um, who does the resistance band training. Just something, bro. Just get something popping, all right? That's, that's, that's what I got for you guys. All right. Now that I've got that out the way, now that that's out of the way, all right, we can get the show started. So welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the DJP Dog In The Mix podcast. And I am your boy, the one and only DJ P Dog in the mix. And I've got a great show for you guys today. Got a great guest, but I got some housekeeping to take care of, okay? We got some things that we need to get 
out of the way before we bring on this amazing guest. And one, I want to talk to you guys about this amazing national holiday that's coming up. This week, February 24th, that is my birthday. And I told you guys that I would have here on the screen the little cash app situation or whatever. So let me put that up real quick. Boom, there it is. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me um, see. I'm, 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 I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm hitting the wrong buttons. And, and I'm not editing none of this out, bro. Like, this is live. This is happening live. You know what I'm saying? Let me um, do this. Boom, 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 bow. There it is. Um, and I still did something wrong. <laughs> Hold up here. Hold up here, bro. Hold on. Let me get this thing right. 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 Bow. There it is. There it is. There it is. So if you're, if you're listening to the audio version, I've got the tip jar, the virtual tip jar going. All right. So you can cash at me at, at dollar sign DJP dog. Hit me up on Venmo or PayPal at DJP. If you want to send your boy a little something, something for his birthday. All right. I've already been getting people shooting me, um, some cash apps already, bro. I didn't even ask. They already shooting me stuff for my birthday. So shout out to all you guys. You know who you are. You know, shout out to all you guys. But listen, my birthday is coming up, and there's something that I want to do, all right? So I'm turning 39, all right? Last year in my 30s. We, we going there, bro. So here's what I want to do. I came up with this idea on the fly, and, and I want to make this happen. So what I want to do, midnight, February 24th, as the clock strikes midnight, I'm going to come on live on all my social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. I'm going to be live on all those platforms, and I'm going to do a mix, a live mix, for the first 39 minutes of my birthday, okay? So you guys can join me for that. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm just going to be playing some of my favorite music, doing some of my favorite mixed routines. It's been a minute since I've done something like this. And I thought, hey, midnight, February 24th, as the clock strikes midnight, the birthday begins. First 39 minutes, do a mix. So I'm going to do that. So definitely come join me for that. Um, and I'll have, uh, well, again, it'll be on all my social platforms at DJP Dog. So that's Facebook, Twitch, Instagram. Um, Twitter, YouTube, I'll be on all those platforms uh, on February 24th at midnight, all right? So that's what I got going. And, of course, again, as you can see right here, hit your boy up. Hit your boy up. Send me those gifts, folks, at DJP Dog on PayPal and Venmo. Dollar sign DJP Dog on Cash App. Enough about that. Let's get into the show. Got a great guest for you guys. All right. Absolutely phenomenal. And let me go in and tell you guys. Well, let me tell you who I got coming. I got my man, Paul Day, uh, Paul Allen. PDA is what we call him from Pajam. He's going to be on the show and he's going to be talking about a lot of great things. Um, he's going to be talking about some of the amazing artists that he's produced for. I mean, the guys worked with big names in the business. I'm going to name them off when I bring them on, but he's worked with you know, Beyonce, he's worked with B.B. King, Stevie Wonder, gospel legends like um, Kiara Kiki Sheard. He's worked with the Clark Sisters. He's worked with the great Jay Moss, my favorite group, Commission. He's worked with all these people. 
Um, he's worked with NSYNC and Justin Timberlake. The guy is amazing, and I got him on the show. He's going to tell some industry stories, and he's going to talk about how he went on his journey to a more healthy lifestyle as well. So I got all that coming up right here, right now on the DJP Dog in the mix. Listen, stay tuned, because when I come back after PDA is on the show, okay, I'm going to talk about March Music Madness, all right? March Music Madness, I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to reveal, I'm going to finally tell you guys the story of the birthday gift that my wife got for me a few years ago, and I want to get your opinion on it, all right? All that and more coming up on the other side, but right now, here's my man, PDA, right here on the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys know what I do. You know who I am. I'm your man, DJ P-Dog in the Mix, and let me tell you guys, um, since I brought this show back, the DJ P-Dog had a purpose in mind to yeah. make sure that I do my very best to bring legends on the show. All right. And, and tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope that I don't disappoint you. Okay. Because this guy that I got on the show tonight is a legend and, and he's not just a legend in his own right, but he's, he's worked with legends as well. I'm talking about artists like BB King, bro. Seriously, BB <laughs> King, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, just to yeah. name a few, gospel yeah. greats like yeah. the great Jay Moss, yeah. Hezekiah Walker, and my all-time favorite group, Commission. All-time favorite wow. group. Wow, Commission. wow, wow. He's worked okay. with them too. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the one and only Mr. Paul PDA Allen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, bro. <laughs> For sure. How you doing, man? Man, I'm fantastic, man. I'm fantastic. I mean, even in the midst of a pandemic, man, I'm fantastic. You know what I mean? Thank God. I hear that. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Hey, listen, it's, it's been a while since we've seen each other in person. I think the last time we saw each other in person, yeah. Um, yeah. I was DJing in Detroit for Lecrae. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it was exactly at the Fox it. Theater in Detroit. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. You were there yeah, with man. Jay Moss and, um, and some of the guys yeah. from 2103. You yeah. guys can't. That was actually my last show with Lecrae, bro. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Was that was the last man. show I DJed wow. for him, bro. Okay. Well, wow. I didn't really know. I didn't really know it either. <laughs> you didn't know it either. Well, I kind of, oh, I kind of knew. I, I okay. kind of okay. knew. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I was okay. already on a provisional. I was already on a provisional contract with them at that point in time. Okay. And then they, you know, he went out um, on a on a big tour. And they brought somebody else yeah. in. And then I started working with a church okay. plant here in my city. And so the demand okay. of the road, I just wasn't able to to meet that demand anymore. I mean, you know how it goes in the business. Yeah. It's either you, yeah. you all in or nothing. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true, That's man. Just, That's true. All in or nothing. And it's crazy because these ministries will suck you dry, Doc. So you got to be careful. Be careful. Right. <laughs> there you go. So, artist, you out the gate, bro. You got You got your first tip right there. Be careful. Okay? Yes, be careful. Yes, no... Know what you're getting into the business for. Hey, listen, right. man, we got a lot that we're going to be talking about tonight. Okay, okay. I'm going to get right into it. Let's because uh, we're in 2020, right? And right. you've got a lot of experience in the business. How long have you actually been in the business, bro? Man, I've been in the business, man. I hate to say it like this, man, but let me make sure nobody's less 30 years, man. And, but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but
at 15. Right. And so okay. I, I was one of those that found my my purpose early, man. And, um, you know, God bless me with that. And I just kind of jumped in it from the onset. You know, I was uh, this guy in, in Detroit was putting together his first studio. Well, actually, it was the first studio, home studio in Detroit. And um, so he was like the pioneer of kicking that off here in Detroit back in the day. And um, all of a sudden, nice. he had all the clients. He had BB and CC, he had the Winans, he had Commission, he had Fred, you know, individually, then from Commission. Yeah. They would all do their demos and stuff before going into the main studio. So I just got a lot of experience okay. really, really quick, really, really early. And so by the time I was 18, man, I was nice. up, up and running. So. I mean, you're in Detroit, bro. You know, the yeah, home of the yeah, Motown man. sound. Yeah, so like, man, you know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, man. You know, so so not to make you feel old, bro, but this means you got into the business when I was about eight years old. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you ain't going to put it like that. To, you ain't got to do me like that. B. You ain't going to do me like just, that. Man. Just to put it just to yeah. put it in perspective. So 30 years in the game. OK, now we're yeah. in 2021, bro. Yeah, the game has changed clearly. The game has like, changed. Things are just different. Yes. Um, there's a lot of artists that I've got watching the show, and and I okay. want to bring guys like you on because you could kind of help them um, think through stuff and maybe not make some mistakes that you've seen along the way. But yeah. in 2021, yeah, um, how difficult or how easy is it to break into the music industry? What should be the perspective of a new artist or even a vet artist at this point? Um, and how they yeah. look at the landscape of the music industry today. Okay, so this is a loaded question, all right? <laughs> because there's a lot of people out here, like on Clubhouse. I'm sure you hit to the Clubhouse thing. People are people. Absolutely. It's, it's, people are looking for answers because it's not working for them, and and it's not working. Yeah. In any 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 sense of the word, because in every turn, whether it's hip hop, gospel, Christian, pop country it's the pioneers that are still being called they're the mainstays as it were to continue moving the state right and so what they're missing is a big chunk of where we came from usually the generation yeah. before us pass down pass it down pass it down and they keep saying we're the new it's all new or it's new school but it's the old principles that has kept us progressing from generation to generation, right? So I wanted to say that first. Um, okay. So what I feel like most artists is missing today, man, is one, what to do to create their mm. identity. That's the number one thing. The second thing is, which is probably the most important thing is funding. Funding yeah. is, dude, people are like, well, I got an album, I got a single out, or I got a single out, I'm a producer, I'm a producer, I got a beat, I got a beat, you know, and it's like, yeah, but that, a beat maker doesn't make you a producer, or um, just because you got a single out, that doesn't make you an artist. It just means you was able to release mm, it through some kind of, uh, you know, portal, and they got, they, put, they were able to put the right. stuff out. But if only two people know about it, then what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. So when it comes down to it, you know, they, they're like, well, how do I get streams? Or what do I do? Well, well streams come from brand building and people being interested in who you mm. are. But if you're not interesting, about or if you're not separate, if you're not creative, if you're not your own artist, see, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you never ever thought when you heard Tone on the radio 
or Dietrich on the radio or Marvin Sapp or North or Smokey Norfolk or Jay Moss on the radio that they all sounded the same. It never sounded like one long right. song with different leaders, right? What happened was they all had their That's own absolutely. individuality. So as soon as you heard them, you go, oh, Tony Amos got a new record out. You knew. Oh, my God, Dietrich got a new record out. Yeah. Oh, Marvin Sapp got, North, Smokey Norfolk got a new record out, right? Or Kirk Frank. So it did Kirk Franklin, how is it that he's been out since 91 and he's st- 30 years later, he's still the primary go-to person still in the industry? It. Still killing it. Why? <laughs> it's because these other cats are not sprouting up, you know, from the root. They're actually mm. just kind of, they kind of getting, breaking the surface and then they die. Breaking the surface and then they die. Mm. Why? It's because they're not nurtured and groomed and, 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 and cared for properly. And that comes from knowing who you are, creating an identity, and number two, being funded. Yeah. They don't really want to talk that's, about that. That's it right there. And new school, right? I think one because a lot. So going to that funding piece, yeah. because what I've seen in today's landscape of the music industry, going back to what you said, building that yeah. brand, knowing your niche, yeah. market, and whatnot. If yeah. you get a great fan base, they'll help fund your yeah. situation. Um, exactly. And I've seen yeah, that happen um, because a lot of people, a lot of people automatically think, well, I got to get signed. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Break, right. break that down for us in 2021. What does that even mean getting signed to a label in 2021? Honestly, man, the labels have gotten away from signing people in the first place. So honestly, you got a lot of people that's running those labels that don't really know what to do and how to do. All they're doing is allowing these artists to turn in records. Right. And then turning in these records, whether they hit records or not. But just turning in a record means you're not getting A&R. That means no one's telling you what to hit, what's not to hit or so, uh, hit. And so all they're doing is just testing your music. And if it don't work, they say, OK, go back and, you know, record another record. Right. And so you got people that's trying to put out yeah. records every six months. And it's like, dude, you're going to go broke that way because you're not you don't understand where to put your funding. Right. And then also mm. you don't know how to work the radio game. And so, again, you don't you spend money on stuff that you shouldn't. When you should be spending money over here, but there's nobody helping you with your funding. So with the label thing, it's kind of overrated in today's game. What it comes down to is making sure you have a good plan independently, mm. right? If you got a plan independently and then you get it's some good. funds to put yeah. with that plan, it'll, it'll go much further with your project other than just, I'm, I'm, I must not put out the right music or people are not really feeling me yet or it's my turn's going to come eventually. Well, don't don't wait on your turn coming eventually because it's not that cut cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So it sounds like to me, um, in today's lens, and really even back in the day, you know, we talk about the Kirk Franklins and, and whatnot. Yeah. You really have to look at your situation like it's like a, like an entrepreneur, yeah. like you're a business. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, that plan, yeah. man. That business plan means something. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta have it. Now, listen, you're, you know, again, we're, we're trying to get some information out to these young guys okay. and these, these young individuals that's coming up in the game. But I want to talk because you've, again, I, I kind of gave you the big intro, you know, the legendary <laughs> intro there. And, and I ran down a, a short list, okay? okay. A short yeah. list of yeah. some of the artists that you've worked with um, yes. from the BB Kings, Beyonce's and whatnot. Yeah. Talk about the power of networking and how you even got into a space to work with some of those legendary artists. So, so again, we, you know, in the nineties when Jay Moss and I hooked up as partners and the name of our company is the jam, 
And, you know, we just, we knew then from hearing it from before, you know, it's the age old concept of you got to create your brand. You got to create a sound that comes with that brand. Right. And so you want to be recognizable. We came up in a time where, you know, Bad Boy was doing his thing. And I used to work at Bad Boy over there with Mario Winans. And we worked on 112 nice. and Carl Thomas and, 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 and Little Kim and that whole nine. And, you know, and, and, and that was an incredible experience. But I also came from a school of old school where my, my mentor, my, my uh, I guess the guy that groomed me, his name is Michael J. Powell. And uh, he, he was Anita, Anita Baker's main producer. All right. And so okay. all of that, all of her tenure, Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, Gladys Knight, I sat there as a sponge and I was able to absorb everything from programming, from engineering, from mixing to producing, what it meant to be a producer, what it meant to be a songwriter, um, creating actual sounds that help people create their what, what's identifiable for that, produ- for that producer. And so like, you never ever heard a Jay Moss, I mean, not Jay Moss, a Babyface record sounding like Jam and Lewis back in the day. But they were able to coexist at the same right, time right. because they had two distinct sounds, right? Yep. And so when Jay and I got together, it was like, okay, you're talented, I'm talented, but how do we translate that to the audience? And so we created our own yeah. thing, our own sound. So when we were able to get to a Men of Standard record, and a, a Dawkins and Dawkins record, to a Karen Clark Shears record, to mm-hmm. a Kirk Franklin record, to a Byron Cage record, to a to a Karen to a Dorinda Clark Cole record, you know, and all these different Hezekiah Walker record. We started. We started. Every time we approached it, we realized that we got to go back to what made the other person like it, right? And so we kept that denominator, yeah. right? And so we built on that. We built on that, and so. A lot of people have gotten away from understanding you need your identifier. You know, Timberland was huge in a certain part of his career, but so was the Neptunes. And they had nothing yeah. to do with each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Rodney Jerkins coexisted with them as well. And they were in the same area, too. In the same area, <laughs> in the same time period, same yep. time frame. And so that's how we got on Drew, Drew Hill's record, man. We were, we were, we were, um, nice. we were at the BET Awards. And they were like, yeah, Warren Campbell's on this record. And, you know, the Neptune's on this record. And Yark Child sent us some stuff for this record. And Babyface is on this record. And we're going, uh, okay, do we need to go do some <laughs> stuff like that? And they was like, no, man, just give us what y'all got. Uh, and we submitted our yeah. stuff. And they were like, dude, we're not going to just use this on Drew Hill's record. We need you to guys do a record on Cisco's record, too. You know what I mean? because it was just our own nice. sound. So they felt like, yo, we got all these identifiers. This is going to help create their sound. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys were instrumental in coming yeah. to the table with your own yeah. situation. And I like that, bro. So when you talk about those yeah. big producers, you know, the Dark Childs, yeah. the Neptunes, yeah. and yeah. Timberlands, and it's great that you guys decided to go in your own lane and do your own thing. Right. And through the art and the craft, you were able to get into those spaces. That's what's up. Right. right. Um, man, you got you to gotta share with me a, a story, bro. You got to share a story. Like, give me man, I, I, one. I got stories, man. I, got <laughs> I know stories. You, I, you got like a I, billion. Here's, 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 okay, I'm going to give you a couple of them. Here's one real quick. So, um, okay. Justin Timberlake. All right. Justin Timberlake, um, our manager at the time was at the Grammys. We were all at the Grammys, but he, he went to the okay. after, after party for the Grammys. 
he read it to Justin Timberlake's manager and he said, man, you got to get my guys on your record. And he was like, man, I reckon that this, this in sync record is done. It's closed. We're, 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 we just yeah. mixed, mixed the last record and so forth and so on. Well, they kept, you know, they drank a little bit, you know, I ain't gonna lie. They drank a little more. And he finally, he was <laughs> like, man, you, you a cool dude. Let me hear what you got. So he called me from the Grammy party. Like, yo, get up. Where you at? I'm at the hotel. Find a way to make a CD right now and come downstairs, bring it to the front desk and drop it off at the front desk. And I'm like, right now? He's like, yeah. He said, all the pop records, put it on a CD. Put it on a CD. He gave it to his manager. The next three days, we flew to, we all flew to Orlando to where their main studio mm. was. And we cut, that record sold 10 million records, boy. We cut, they cut one of their songs, the 13th song. They cut their song to record our song. The persistence. So the, the moral of the story is the persistence and knowing and believing in who you are. And Wait a minute. So is. they. Yes. So they, they had the song locked. They took they, the, a the song off. Yes. They took a song off and replaced it with one yes. of your records. Please replace it with our one wow. of our Wow. Which record was it? It's, the, the name of the song is called Do Your Thing. And it's on the NSYNC's last record that they did, it's, you know, a celebrity, celebrity album. It's crazy. That's nice. the same record with Gone okay. on it and Pop on it, all that. And man, dude. And then when they would yeah. come, when they would tour, they would open up the tour with that song. It's crazy. It was crazy, man. Nice. It was, like, it was crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but the moral of it is. It's that was a crazy time, too, bro. Jeez. Yeah, man. It was yeah. a crazy time. But it, it but the, but the thing that, that that's key to me is it is general general uh, generation you know generation list there you go generation list is persistence yeah. you gotta if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you, your product you gotta be persistent that's just business you gotta be persistent Absolutely. and our guy was persistent I could have said man get out of here man I'm asleep but I made I got up I made the CD <laughs> I went downstairs and he took it. At six o'clock in the morning, he took it to his office in LA. Right? Wow. And he waited for wow. him to get there. Because remember, they hung over. So he waited for him to get there, played the record for him. <laughs> the, and it was the least likely song that I was going to put on the CD, right? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost didn't put that song on the CD because I it thought it had other like records. That. But man, them jokers heard that record. Yeah. And it was like, yo, we, we recorded. I, he played it for Justin the same day. And then three days later, we were at all in Orlando. The group. All of us. It was crazy because Justin was still dating Britney Spears back then, and she came to the studio session. It was crazy. <laughs> it was wow. crazy, and we were, and we ended up nice. working on her record, but she she had some complications, and that record never came out. But we ended up working on her record as a result of being in the studio with them. Crazy. There, it's like one thing after another, being in one the right spot, being, being ready. In the right spot. I think that's being that's ready. the thing. Because what if you yeah. what if you didn't get up? You know what I'm saying? What right. if you what didn't, if I didn't get up? have the material to burn that CD. You know right, what I mean? Right, so man. What if I didn't have a record? Right. What if we didn't have any ready records? to rock? Right. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> You'd have been up yeah. in the hotel making that record, right? <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how, yeah, that's man. how that works. Give me one man. more story, and then I want to ask you, I want to ask a specific story, but give me one more that you could pull out. I think that was okay, a great um, one, actually. Okay, um, so so um, I can give you this one. I was I was talking I was talking about uh, I was talking to um, uh, Vicky Mack, which was one of it's really the Clive Davis of gospel. Yeah, right? she was the visionary behind absolutely. I know gospel Vicky. centric yeah. when gospel centric 
was brought us Kirk Franklin, 25-7, the Gospel Gangsters, Byron mm-hmm. Cage, Kirk Card, Jay Moss, 2103. Yep. Man, a litany of artists, okay? And so I remember when we were, when Jay and I first got together, I, I, our objective was to get a deal, right? And so we were like, we were trying to get him a deal. Okay. Now imagine the, the talent, the vocal talent of Jay Moss, and we couldn't get a deal for almost 10 years. All right, so this, that's a whole other story. Wow. So, so when we finally and got coming a deal, from a legendary family, oh man, and coming from a legendary family, bro. So, yeah. So, so, so we got with Vicky, Vicky Mac, and so by that time we had, we had we had produced a lot of people, a lot of different things, a lot of soundtracks, movies, and things of that nature. So she just trusted us in terms of our production and our sound, and she just felt like, why doesn't Jay has a deal? You guys need to do a Jay Moss record. So we said yes, we'll do it. So we turn in this record. I remember flying to LA, sat in her office, played this record that's called the J Moss Project, played this record for her, the whole album. She was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. It's amazing. One thing missing. I said, what? What you mean? I got, I wanna be on there. I got TS-150, I got bangers on there. I got Living For, which was like a, 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 a crossover, you know, man, it was crazy. All these different records. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, look, my job is to tell you something's missing. Your job is to figure out what it is. Right. And so she was just like, okay. So I don't know what it is. I said, you don't know what it is. She said, no. She said, just go figure it out. So I flew back to L. I was, I wasn't going to flew, flew back, fly back to Detroit, but she made me get on the plane that night. So I got on the plane that night, called Jay. I said, Jay, he said, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? She didn't like the record. I said, she loved the record, but she said something's missing. And he was like, what? What you mean something's missing? You know, he was like, oh, my God. I said, man, I don't know. So when I got off the plane, he came and met me at the airport. Now, I drove, left my car. But he came and met me at the airport and said, listen to this. And he had this idea, this melody. So I was like, something's there. We went straight to the studio. And the next thing I know, we was creating this song called We Must Praise that went on to be one of his wow. greatest smashes, one of the big the, uh, the, records in this. Oh my dude, that year it was number one for 28 weeks by Huge. itself. It was unbelievable. It was great. So when I, when we finished the record, I didn't, I didn't send it to her. I got back on the plane, went to LA, sat in her office and said, here it is. And as soon as I played it, she stopped the record. I said, oh, she don't like this record. She stopped the record, called everybody into her office and said, push play. And we pushed that play. And them jokers was like, yep, we're going go, we to go number one with this, y'all. And the next thing we you know, man, like I said, 28 yeah. weeks at number one, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. I remember when I was, when I was working in college radio, Yeah, that was one of the first singles that was yeah. sent to me for my show um, in college radio. I still got it somewhere. Yeah. Um, somewhere here in my studio, actually. Somewhere <laughs> okay. in here. Okay. But that was a major record. Oh, man. A major, like, listen, bro. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Every mime team in church world yes, was doing man, that. Come record. on, man. You know, they, come on, man. They were sending that to us all <laughs> over the all over the world, man. It was, it was crazy how these people loved that record, man. And I was just like, but you know, and, and the point of that story is that's when the label was a label, right? And that's when the producer yeah. was a producer, and then that's when the radio was a radio. Everybody did their job, right? Nobody was dictating the other person what they think that they, I, well, I'm a, I'm a radio person. I'm a producer too. No, no, no. You're a radio person. Your job is to play the records that we bring to you. 
which is not happening in today's music. They're, t they're dictating what the sound should be versus letting the sound dictate what radio and the people hear. And that's what's backwards right now. Yeah. And that's why this stuff's not working. That's why these people mm. are not, these, these artists are not breaking through because these radio people are trying to dictate what it should be versus letting it be what Absolutely. it is. And that way we keep it all fresh, right? And so that was, that's the biggest part of that yeah. story, man. Her, her telling me to be big enough to tell me, I don't know what it is. That's your job. My job is to take it and do this. Your job is to bring it to me like this. Right. That's A and R and dude. That's that's yeah. vision. You know what I'm saying? And then when we took it, when they took it to radio, radio was like, Oh yeah, we gotta play this. This is a smash. So yeah. what it doesn't it sound killed. like nothing else. So what it doesn't sound like nothing else. It's a smash. So right. <laughs> that's a yeah. great story, man. Now I got a now I'm I got a story for you. You ready for this? Bro? Go for it. Yes, sir. I remember um <clears throat> I got a this is back when I was DJing for Lecrae. Okay, and and his management called me up and said, "Hey, we got a string of dates. Here's one of them. Detroit is one of the yeah. dates." I said, "Okay, bet. Yeah. We've been to Detroit many yeah. times. Like Detroit is a yeah. hot spot." Yeah, and they were like, "But this is going to be at a church. You know, this is like a youth event." Okay, cool. So I was that guy who always did my research. You know, okay. these guys they didn't. They just got on the plane and showed up. I was like, "No, nah, I, yeah. I need to know where I'm going. I know okay. people. Let me invite somebody to come out, hang out, yeah. blah blah blah." So I saw we were going to um, to the event, and it was at Straight Gate Church. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Now let me so follow follow me here, bro, because I am when I tell you, bro, that I'm a huge commission fan, bro. Yeah. It's I, I just did a whole ninety minute <laughs> tribute set to them. Okay. You should have. You should have. That's my group. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm you know as a DJ, I listen to a lot of music. Yeah. But there's only one group that I'm like a super fan of, bro. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's Commission. Like, yeah. that's my group. So yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, man, we're going to Straight Gate. That's where they yeah. shot the Commission reunion yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, bro, when I purchased that DVD, yeah. I watched it every day yeah. um, for the summer of 2002. Every single yeah. day I yeah, watched man. that DVD. Okay. So I'm going to Straight Gate, bro. So yeah, I get man. there. I'm backstage and I see the plaque and I take a picture of it and I'm yeah. like, holy crap. And I'm like, Lecrae, yeah. man, do you know where we at, bro? Like, this yeah, is where yeah. the commission reunion, this yeah. is where pages of life was yeah. filmed. Like this is, yeah. this is like yeah. holy ground on top of yeah, holy man. ground, yeah. bro. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And so, yeah. and then, you know, they say, Hey man, we want to introduce you guys to the guy that brought you guys in. And <laughs> it was you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And and here's yeah. here's what tripped me out. Because you didn't introduce yourself as PDA. You was the youth yeah. pastor right. at the time. So I'm Bruh. thinking, okay, this is the youth pastor of the church, whatever. Yeah. And then you said your name. And I don't even know how we like I think we went on throughout the night before I even found out you was PDA. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, bro. Like I've been hearing you getting shout outs for like the last ten years. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jay Moss yeah. always said, PDA, hit me. Yeah, you that's know, right, like that's right. That's, that's, right. That, that's you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bro, let me ask you this. So that was, okay. that was like a highlight of my career. I've actually got that picture on my, on my computer. Um, that's crazy. That, that picture of the, um, the plaques the plaque. in the back. Yeah. But let me yeah. ask you this. How did you, 
How did you? Because I I'm gonna put the I'm gonna clip this part of the interview. I'm a part of a group okay. on um okay. on Facebook, the Commission Fan okay. Group, and I'm gonna okay. put this clip in that okay. group specifically. Okay. But let me ask you this: How did you connect? Because you worked on, in my opinion, one of their greatest albums, Number okay. Seven. Number Seven. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how that came about. How did that come about? Um, again, I was working at the studio, Vanguard, back in the day, and uh, Michael J. Powell's uh, uh, studio. And um, I was just, I worked my way up from a, from a, a, a man, I want to even say an intern, I would say go for it. And all the way up <laughs> to his right hand, right? I mean, I was doing, dude. Yeah. They, I, I, it was like a month before I was even, even able to come into the even to the building good past the front desk because they would have me clean wow. up the parking lot and all, man, washing people's cars, all that. But anyway, so work my way up. You though. paid your dues, bro. I paid, I paid my dues, man. I, you know, that's a whole nother story. That's a great story, but it's just part of my story. And um, but anyway, um, right. but I grew up in the church, man. So I, I knew them, the, the, the commission guys and the whinings and all that. And so that's just where everybody on a professional level recorded. And so he right. came in. Fred came in was like, yeah, we want to do something different. And then this guy named Dave Ward were the main engineers at the studio. And Fred was just like, yo, I just need some different kind of sounds for this record. I need different kind of this for this record. And so me and Dave just was up for the challenge. It was like, hey, we down. And so we pitched some things to him and some ideas and some creativity at him. And Next thing I know, man, we was working on Commission's number seven record, and then the rest was history, man. It was such a great, a great opportunity because just like you and anybody else, man, I was a fan. Just even they were older than me, but just being, you know, in Detroit, right across the street from them, kind of thing. I'm a fan, you know, like this is Commission, right. man. You know, a lot of whiners and everything, you know, but them the big brothers to the big brothers. But the Commission was like, dog, right? This is taking contemporary gospel to a whole nother cool level you know what i mean with the, with the dressing and <laughs> yeah. the swag and the haircuts it was crazy and so to, <laughs> you know to get that opportunity man and to be to be a young blood and i think that was probably my first my when I, the mpc a guy came out with the mpc drum machine it was when it was birthed back in the 90s i think that was my first wow. time working on it was with their project it was crazy doing beats for the commission record it was crazy <laughs> That is great. So it sounds like to me, because I'm, I'm, I've been hearing tidbits of stories. So we had a show that I produced called The House Arrest Show. Um, okay. We had Eric Dawkins on the show. Yeah. And he talked about how he wasn't that, that good of a writer, mm -hmm. uh, but his brother Anson was the writer. And Fred yeah. made him, Eric, write, write a song for the number seven album. And it mm -hmm. turned out to be I Can't Live Without You. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so to hear, to hear these kinds of stories of, of him challenging you guys... Yeah. Yeah, you know that's amazing to see the the big homie challenging the yeah. young guns to yeah, to man. do y'all's thing, and, and all of you guys have yeah. gone on to do some amazing things um, in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, two more things I want to talk about, man. Like we've been talking about okay. the business, and I think okay. that even through your stories, mm -hmm. people should have gotten a lot of nuggets and a lot of wisdom um, just by hearing your stories. But let me ask you this, yeah. because the, the part of this show is not only to give artists. Um, good tips on what they could do in the business, but health and fitness is a big deal too. And oh, and I reached out to you based on a picture that you showed, like a kind of yeah. where were yeah. you and where you are now yeah. kind of situation. 
Um, talk about the importance for you. And actually, you're actually sitting in the gym right now as I'm you're, actually, as you're talking gym, to me man. right now. That's how, <laughs> I'm in the that's, gym. that's how committed yeah. you are to health and fitness, yeah. bro. You know, yeah, man. Uh, but talk about how important it is to you. And what, what was that turning point for you to, to take control of your health? So, okay. So my story is a little bit different. I mean, being in the studio all the time, a lot of times you just the half the day go by without us even thinking about eating. And the next thing you know, yo, order yeah. up whatever before so and so close. You know, and you so you order up all this food, and no matter what it is, all you know is you haven't yeah. eaten all day. So whatever sounds good to you, sloppy burger, you know, with fries with chili and cheese on it. You know, it could be uh, a slab of ribs. It could be anything, man. But it's all healthy and dessert and everything all at once. And it's now it's before the kitchen closes at twelve. So now you're getting ready to eat at 12 midnight yeah. or so for the first time in hours. Mm. So year after year after year that your metabolism starts to slow down, pound starts to gain, you start to gain all this weight. So, man, I got up to like 284 and I was coming from like probably 190. Wow. So I got up to like 284. Oh, and wow. I was looking at a picture from my birthday one year, a few years ago, actually. And I was just like, who's that guy? That was the first time I realized, hmm. oh, I must be a big guy. As far as I was concerned, I was, I'm always <laughs> been swaggy. You know, I've always been a swag kind of guy. I'm real, really into fashion, shoes, right. clothes. Jer- you know, I am. I'm just that kind of dude. You know, I just like to stay. But I just felt like, oh, okay, I'm not an XL. I'm a 2X. Oh, I'm not a 2X. I'm a 3X. Oh, I'm not a 3X. I'm a 4X. Okay, but this looks good on me, so I'm going to rock it. It don't matter if it is a 4X. But I'm looking at this picture, and I'm going, who is this guy? And then I'm, I'm puzzled by the picture. And then I see this show on TV called Suits, right? It, was a, it used to be a TV mm. show called Suits. And this guy, this, it was about a, um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what is it, a lawyer firm. And, and, and I'm telling you, man, this guy was so sharp. Harvey Mason was his name or Harvey something. Spectre, Harvey Spectre. He had these suits on. And I was just like, I can't fit that. I can't walk that kind of a <laughs> suit. And so I was like, so I wonder what I need to do. So I'm looking at the picture. I'm looking at TV. I'm looking at the picture. I'm looking at the TV. And, man, I said, let me go weigh myself. And that was the first time I weighed myself probably in three years. Mm. And it said 284, and it scared wow. me. Wow. And I was just like, wow, baby, I gotta, I'm about to do something crazy. She was like, you about to do something crazy. She was like, I was like, I'm about to do something crazy. All of a sudden, I clean out the pantry, the cabinets, the freezers. The refrigerator, my little hiding spots for, for snacks. Immediately, I cleaned out everything. While I was in that in that motivation mode, I wanted to do it. Then, if I waited till right. the next morning, I wouldn't have done it, right? And so, which is, I know that's another nugget. <laughs> you got to do it when you feel it; otherwise, you ain't gonna do it. And so, man, I I, I threw everything mm. away. I got rid of it. I threw it in the trash. I opened stuff up to make sure I I, I it was ruined. You know what I mean? So I didn't go. As a big guy, you know, you don't realize you're doing certain things until you do it. So I didn't want to go looking through the trash. Yeah. Where's that chocolate? Where's that candy? Where's that? Where's some snacks at? You know what (laughs) I mean? So, I, you know, so I'm just being real, man. And so, dude, honestly, man, I just realized I'm a big guy and I need to do something about it. It didn't take the doctors that that time, thank God, to tell me, you know, you got high blood pressure and all this kind of crazy stuff. man. I had to come to myself and realize I'm something, missed something wrong, right? And, and that next day, yeah. I, I made sure that I researched and studied and researched. And I went on this crazy, 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 intense calorie 
deficit type program, right? And for four mm-hmm. months, I didn't do no workout. I just changed my eating habits to create new habits and to break old habits. And I lost 55 pounds yeah. the first four months, right? Wow. And so I, when I, and so wow. when I realized wow. it was December, because that, that happened in September, when I realized it was December, and I was like, oh, this, this, this working. Next thing I know, bam, I started like, okay, now what do I got to do to accelerate this? So I got in the gym. And I just started doing little things. I didn't do nothing strenuous. I just started doing little things. And 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 by March, I was yeah. down eighty nine pounds. So wow, yeah, man. That, I hope I, I hope I, I know that seemed like a long journey, but it was it was just reality, man. No, no, no. On. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, actually. Matter of fact, um, on one of the previous episodes, I had a fitness expert um, yeah. who came on the show, and and what you laid out is basically what he laid out. You know, yeah. start with your eating habits first and yeah. then yes. add on the working yes. out. And, you know, yeah. over time, you'll get to a man. That's great, bro. Like 89 yeah. pounds. I mean, you've lost pounds. more than that by now, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Um, But, you know, that that losing it and keeping it off yeah. like that's the key. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And I think that's so important. You know, one of the things that my dad used to tell me growing up is a healthy body. You have a healthy mind, um, Absolutely. you know, and then our families just need us around, you know. If we Absolutely, don't do it for ourselves, man. just do it for our families. Absolutely. Um, but listen, man, listen, this was great, bro. Like this was a Thank lot you, of, of uh, it was impactful in a very Thank short you, amount man. of time. Now, listen, Thanks, you've got a podcast that's coming out very soon. Um, yes. Talk about that real quick and, and where we'll be able to check out your podcast. Okay. So my podcast is going to be available everywhere when it comes. Um, we're looking at a March launch date. Um, the date will still yet to be determined, but it is March of this year. Um, it's, it's basically about cleaning yourself out. Um, most of us are walking around full of it. Mm. And, and so the name of it is full of sugar, honey, iced tea. And it, you know, it's an acronym. So, you know, honestly, it's just about cleaning out everything. It's about, you know, it's about health. It's about relationship. It's about business. It's about all of these things, man, that we're walking around, not realizing that we need a laxative. We need to let go some stuff. We need to shed yeah. some stuff in our life, man. And that one will make us better Two, that'll propel us to, to do better to, and, and to be great, man. We're, we're so many people are not reaching that next level. And I don't like to say level because levels could be like baby steps. I, I, we can, a lot of us could reach the yeah. next dimension. If we just shed some of this stuff, shed some of this sugar, honey, iced yeah. tea that we can around, if that makes any sense. So that's, that's what it's about, man. Absolutely. I'm going I'm to have, I'm going to have you on. I'm going to have the guest that's going to be on us are going to tell stories and tell, give you inf- people information about how to rid this stuff and wh- what's the importance of it. You know, not just from a health standpoint, man, but just every standpoint of your life, yeah. man. You know, so it's kind of a life coaching kind of a, kind of a stickler, but you know, we just, we just going to hit it all, man. And we're going to be raw and we're going to be real. And you know, I don't care who it is. We're going to hey, challenge that's the only way to be. It's the only way to be, man. You know, so that's, that's, that's what we're doing, man. It's, yeah. You know, it's a nice little group of collectives that I got, man. I don't want to surprise people with some different walks of life so that, you know, it, it, you know, it's all relatable, if that makes sense. For sure. For sure. Now, let everybody know how they can keep up with you, bro, so we can keep up with what you got going on in the business, the podcast okay. launch, and all that good stuff. Let us yeah. know where we can follow you on social media and all that great stuff. So social media is PDA underscore pajam, P-A-J-A-M on all things. You can find me on any of the platforms. I'm there. I, you know, I try to respond to people. I have people that will respond if I miss some. 
things of that nature. It's cool. Um, uh, pajam-music.com if you want to know anything else, you can always go to our .com, but honestly, PDA underscore pajam on all platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything. It's all the same thing. Well, there it is, Lynn. Hey, yeah, listen, man. thanks yeah, for man. coming on the show, bro. Like, seriously. Thank you, um, man. Thank you. Thanks for thank reaching. You, like, I reached out to you. Thank you know, you reached yeah. back. Um, yes, man. So yes. Thank you for what you do, bro. Um, looking yes, forward man. to seeing your show launch, and we'll be um, keeping up with you, my brother. For sure, man. You got to get Jay Moss on the show, too, man. He's got a whole other little, you know, he's a pastor now, so he got a whole other story to tell, man. So, yeah. Yeah, know. I would love to. I would love to. Cool. I would love cool, to. Man. Yeah, we'll we'll make that happen as well. Uh, I think that fits good, with what I'm doing here. So we'll make it okay. happen. But listen, PDA, thanks for coming on the show. Yes, sir. You guys keep it locked right here on DJ P Dog in the Mix podcast. Don't go nowhere. So there you guys have it, man. Once again, that's my man PDA Pajam. Man, listen, phenomenal guy. Um, again, he's got a podcast that's coming out, and as soon as it comes out. I'm going to let you guys know about it. But nonetheless, um, great guy, man. You know, amazing, amazing guy. Seriously. Um, want to talk to you guys a little bit more um, about my birthday. And I've been teasing this birthday story for a while now. So a few years ago, my wife wanted to surprise me for my birthday. And so she had this brilliant idea for us to travel to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, for this concert. And during the time in Charlotte, there was this big basketball tournament called the CIAA tournament going on. So I'm super excited, right? Because I'm looking at the list of all the amazing artists that are going to be in town. You got like uh, Kid Capri is going to be there, famous DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff is going to be there. Matter of fact, they were doing a show together. So I'm thinking, oh man, I know she ain't getting me the Jazzy Jeff Kid Capri tickets. That's going to be amazing. Um, that's not the tickets that she got for me. She got me tickets to see, um, it was an R&B concert. Okay. Now I, you know, I, I, I like a good R&B record here and there. Um, I like R&B music. Let me say that. But I don't think that I like R&B music enough to, to purchase a ticket and go to a show. Um, but nonetheless, she had this big plan, said, hey, want to go to this concert? I'm like, uh, you know, okay. And it was, um, it was a great, great artist, bro. Music Soul Child was the, uh, was the headliner. Um, I can't remember. I think um, uh, who, was the, who else was on that ticket? I think um, Tank was on that ticket. And I think, um, what's my man's name? Um, oh, shoot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bug me. I think Life Jennings was on that ticket. That's who was on that ticket. Anyways, it was a great show. It was cool. But I wasn't, you know, great lineup, rather. Okay, let me say that. Great lineup. Um, and so I wasn't too excited about this show. But I said, you know what? We're going to Charlotte, North Carolina, and there's this great sushi spot out there. I love sushi, and it's a, it's a huge tradition for me on my birthday to splurge on some sushi, okay? That's what I do. Don't judge me. You know, I know my man Lecrae put out that whole video a few weeks ago about how he don't like sushi. I rebuke you for that, bro. I rebuke you for that. Cause sushi is amazing. All right. Sushi is amazing. Okay. So I'm a big sushi guy. And the crazy thing is about that, just the, the kind of this particular sushi place that I went to first time I ever went there. 
in Charlotte was with Lecrae. So I don't know what he's talking about. I don't remember if he ate sushi there or not. That's neither here nor there. Let me get back to my story. All right. So I'm thinking, okay, we get, so we drive to Charlotte and we got to get to, um, now, now here's another piece of this. So she planned this, this event, not by herself. She's got one of her best friends who lives in Charlotte as well. So she said, Hey, why don't we connect and make this like a double date kind of situation? So now I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So we're going to an R and B show. And my wife loves R&B music. Like, she loves R&B music, okay? I would take her to a show, you know, but I would never buy a ticket for myself because that's just not my thing, nonetheless. So we're going to an R&B show, and we're going with your friend and her husband. And I started to say, man, this, this, this doesn't feel like a birthday gift um, for me. It feels like this is an outing <laughs> for you and your best friend and for us to have a double date. So I'm thinking, okay, it is what it is. The tickets are already bought. We're already going. Here's the, um, the, the consolation for me, the saving grace, if you would. I'm going to get to this sushi spot, okay? So I'm super excited about getting to this sushi spot. So we get to Charlotte. We're running behind now because we got to get to the arena by a certain time to park, you know, the whole gimmick, get you, get into there, get into the place, get your seats or whatever, but we got to eat first. So I'm like, man, let's, let's hurry up, get our clothes on and, and let's get to the sushi place. And then we get to the concert. So we get to the sushi spot and it's a Friday night place is packed. Okay. Line is out the, out the door, the sushi spot that I want to go to. And I'm like, man, this is, this is not the business. Okay, this is my birthday. Okay, this is my birthday, bro. Okay, we're going to this R&B concert. Fine, but I, I, I at least want to get this sushi. Get to the places packed. People are coming in, going out. Reservations are made. We didn't have no reservations. We we're walk-ins. So the waitress says, "Hey, I've got a seat at the bar, one seat." So now my wife is like, "Well, why don't you go ahead on and go in, get you some sushi?" I'm like, nah, that's not what I really want. Like, we're all here. That would be kind of messed up. You know, how long is the wait? She's like, man, it's like a two-hour wait. I'm like, man, this ain't happening, bro. There's just no way that I'm going to be able to get this sushi in, in time to get to this concert that I don't care nothing about, by the way, on my birthday, okay? Care nothing about this concert. So we still have a problem because we're, we're all hungry. We got to eat. So we end up going into the mall and, and I'm like, man, I know this ain't happening, bro. Like I, I, this is my birthday. I don't want to not have my sushi. So my wife suggests, Hey, there's a sushi spot in the mall. Now, listen guys, I got to take a sip of water on this. Hold on. If you're getting sushi in the mall, you know where you're at, right? You're in the food court. So now I've gone from a high-end sushi restaurant that I'm chomping at the bit, salivating all day, hadn't eaten anything, because I'm going to one of my favorite sushi spots, okay? And now I am relegated, I am reduced to mall food court sushi. And, and if you've ever had 
mall food court sushi. It's hit or miss. And mostly it's a miss. Okay? I'm ticked off, bro. Like I'm PO, bro. I'm like, man, I'm going to I'm getting drugged to this concert. All right? Not only am I getting drugged to this concert, I missed having the high-end sushi. And guess what? It's supposed to be about me because it's my birthday. Okay? So now at this point, okay, it's it's like my attitude is is trash. All right? And my and my wife can see it. She pulls me to the side. She said, "Hey, I need you to get it together, brother. I need you to suck it up." And in my brain, I'm saying, "Man, I should be pitching the biggest fit, and rightfully so." I know some of you guys out there thinking, "Well, it's the thought that, ca- bro. Listen, it's not the thought that counts, okay? Because at this point, I'm thinking, you got your friend here. You guys are having a good time. We're going to see an R&B show that you." enjoy the the artists you enjoy okay it's not about me anymore bro this is about you so now in my brain i'm like okay my saving grace was the sushi at this point then the next saving grace is bro get your attitude together because you you don't want to miss the 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 birthday situation. That's what I'm going to say. All my married folks out there salute. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't want to mess up the birthday situation. Okay. Cause at this point, that's all you got to look forward to. Now you missed the sushi. Okay. You done drove two and a half hours to get to a place to get to a concert that you care nothing about. Okay. So the only thing you've got left is, is the birthday situation. Okay. I suck it up, bro. I get my little mall sushi. I suck it up. And I'm like, man, let's let's just be done with this. So I, I get my attitude together. We go to the concert. Um, and if you know anything about me, bro, I love going to, to live shows to see the production and whatnot. Bro, R&B shows ain't like that, okay? There may be some R&B artists that put on an amazing show. And it's not that these guys don't do their best. Like they have very little production. Okay. And that's fine. But when you talk about R and B, it's not about the production. It's about the music and people going there looking grown and sexy period point blank. That's the gimmick. All right. That's R and B. So I'm enjoying the show. I'm getting into it. You know, I see she's getting into it. I'm like, okay, bet. Don't mess up the birthday situation, bro. That's all I got left. Um, so we get through the concert, great time. I'm sucking it up. I'm almost faking it till I make it kind of situation. So, you know, birthday situation pops off. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, so uh, basically that's what happened, okay? So this year and, and every year after that, I've been very vocal with my wife. Here's some ideas for my birthday. I'm a very easy guy. It's not hard. It's not tough. Take it for what it is. I want this, this, and this. That's it. You ain't got to do much after that, bro. That's it. So I'm excited about this year because I got the plan this year. And every time I plan it, she always roasts me a little bit about how boring I am. And listen, I'm an introvert, bro. 
Okay, I like to to be I'll be in the house for three or four days and not feel a thing and won't bat an eye and forget that I hadn't been out into the outside world for three or four days. Okay, that's the kind of guy that I am. So we got this little nice situation that we're going to be, you know, getting going this weekend for my birthday. But I want to know from you guys hearing this story, bro. Okay, should I have sucked it up? Should I have pitched the fit? Did I do the right thing? You let me know. Okay, what would you have done? How do you feel? She clears out that she was thinking about me, but it felt like this became a double date for her to go hang out with her friend. And I, and it is what it is, if that's what you tell me out the gate. But don't do stuff for me in the name of my birthday, and then it makes me feel like, man, this was all a front for you to go do your thing. And I'm not trying to roast my wife. I have a very sweet wife. I have a loving wife. And and I and I think that she's she's learned her lesson in, in this. And I have too. Because I know I've given her some sucky birthdays. Like, don't let me sit here and roast her. I know I've done some trash stuff. Um, but I've gotten better, too. I've gotten better, too. Okay? I've gotten a lot better. A lot better, okay? Nonetheless, listen, my birthday's coming up. You guys see the little Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. You see it here on the screen. If you listen to the audio again, that's Cash App is dollar sign DJ Pedo. I'm plugging the mess out of this right now, bro. It's my birthday. Give me a break, all right? I never I don't come on here doing this every day. It's my birthday. All right. Dollar sign DJ P Dog for Cash App. Venmo and PayPal at DJ P Dog. And and that's what that is. All right. Listen. Now let's get to something else. Next month, month of March, I'm doing a series called March Music Madness. And what that is, I'm gonna be doing a series of live streamed events, all right? Where I'm gonna be playing different genres of music, different themes, and um, the first two shows that I'm gonna do is gonna be in the same weekend. I'm doing one event um, on, let me look at my calendar. It's not on my calendar up here, but it's the first weekend of March, um, Sunday. The first, no, the second Sunday of the month. And every second Sunday, I'm gonna be doing an event called Dance with the Family. And um, I'll be talking about that more on next week. But the first show, so that's the second show that I'm going to be doing for March Music Madness. But the first show, okay, and, and before I reveal that, let me just say this because I'm going to play a commercial and then I'm out of here. So let me go ahead and give these last plugs real quick. If you're listening to the audio version or the video version, however you're watching the show, make sure you guys are following me at DJP Dog on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Twitch and YouTube again my birthday when the clock strikes midnight I'm going to be doing a 39 minute mix on the first 39 minutes of my birthday that's going to be on all my social platforms so you can catch that um, yeah 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 looking at my notes yes so that's that March Music Madness is popping off first show of March Music Madness I'm going to reveal it to you guys right now dj p dog kicks off the march music madness series with a touch of nostalgia and brings you his new jack swing mix ready for this? it's going down march 12th 9 p.m eastern time 8 p.m central can i get your attention please event will be streaming live on twitch.tv and youtube.com at dj p dog i know you're gonna dig this Thank you for checking out DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. 
Please subscribe via YouTube and hit that notification button. Also subscribe via Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Audible.